This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to give you tips and share thoughts and have meaningful conversations about topics in career and life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. Hey listeners, this is Sunday. Before we jump into the podcast, I have to just share with you something really exciting, and that is that we have another track on our membership, which is for job seekers. And so I am actually going to be sharing with you six modules, and within the modules, you're going to have handouts and things that you can do to like follow up on all the maybe complicated things I said, and you're like, what? What did you mean about resume writing? Well, there's going to be some places to go to. And then I think the really cool part about this course is that if you join us in this membership, you're going to be able to have a live Q&A with me, which means the biggest problem with job search is we get stuck. That means you can can jump on a call with me and other job seekers and you can get unstuck. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be very fun and we have a lot of people already signing up. So if you're interested in this and you're trying to figure out what's next, you're actively in job search mode, you're just thinking about what might be next, this is perfect way to kind of get started and get the, the thought juices flowing. So you can find all the details and register right now at greenhouseculture.co slash job dash workshop. Perfect. Greenhouseculture.co slash job dash workshop. And the details are there and you can sign up to reserve your seat. On today's episode, we are talking about really productivity But specifically, how do you prioritize the things that matter most and then stay focused on the things that matter most? Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into this one in today's episode. Well, this one is, I think, huge. (laughs) I think there's all kinds of books about it and podcasts about it, too. So I think we're just going to take it from what we've discovered with ourselves and our clients, right? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of this comes from us reading a lot of the books and the studies and we try to kind of be up on all of those things so we can boil it down for those clients and for greenhousers on what are the few things that matter most. Mm -hmm. And really the heart of what we're talking about today comes out of the greenhouse method, which is a course, a kind of our main course in our membership um, where we, we kind of boil it down to the simple system that helps you continue to be at your best and be productive over time kind of avoiding the overwhelm of all the different books and podcasts Mm -hmm. and all the stuff you're supposed to do and the things you're supposed to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, We were kind of pulling from what are the few things that are going to make the biggest difference? Right. So this question that I'm going to ask you is what I always ask my clients too, because I think we need to understand what's our go-to. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, so what what do you do when you actually kind of feel stuck about what you're actually supposed to spend your time and focus and energy on? Right, like, what's which happens stu- daily, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are not immune to this. But um, I think my knee-jerk response is to go in into my head and think about it Mm -hmm. and I kind of think about it and think about it and think and I I cycle and I'll even rethink the same things like sometimes I'll I'll think through a whole thing and be like all right I've concluded I figured it out and then I'll start at the beginning again (laughs) (laughs) like it's fun I don't know that would be in your brain yeah what about you Mine is really interesting because I always like to actually give this picture. If you were to put a whole bunch of sticky notes on a wall of all the things that I had to do, I would actually ignore the sticky notes and actually look at the wall and think, I need to change the paint color. 
Ah, yes. <laughs> so like I do nothing that is on the list and I completely do something. Usually mine is physical. So if I want to, if I feel stuck, I'm going to mow the lawn, I'm going to organize a closet or I'm, I'm literally going to paint a room. Yeah. I feel like that one's actually kind of healthy. Yeah, it, it's better yeah. than mine. <laughs> we, we asked the same question to our members and we had did. some fun responses. We did. It was fun. Which one comes to your mind? Well, one person said... I just kind of like buckle down and work even harder mm-hmm. at the wrong things. Yeah. Right. It's like that whole idea of, mm-hmm. I know there's this one big project I need to do. That's the most important, but I'm just going to like keep grinding at all these other tasks mm-hmm. because that, I don't know, feels don't know. good to <laughs> feels get it good. done. Because <laughs> you still said you worked. Right? Yeah. We also had someone who said that they kind of, and this is actually a really popular one is they kind of just zone out. They check out and they maybe we'll call it binge watching, you know, uh-huh. or just doing something very like, or, putzing around it's like just mindless work mindless work that's good i would love to hear i mean if anyone's listening and has a funny one like maybe leave it in the reviews or email us it's fun to hear what people do because there is kind of a variety of reactions we have yeah to what people do when they're stuck i know my husband just it's so funny to watch him uh, he just will make, he's stuck, so he makes another list. Yeah. Another list. list but maker. it's like a list maker, <laughs> but that, it didn't, it didn't mean anything else like that was supposed to be I focused on. I can relate, on. though. Sometimes I'm a list organizer. I'll just like rearrange the to-do list to make it look prettier. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like somehow that's advancing the world. Yeah. Uh, my wife, Ashley, will do, she's kind of perfectionist, like Enneagram one. So she will, the funny thing about that type is they can procrastinate. Hmm. because they want to make sure they can get it perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's very ironic. You'd think like, oh, well, she's an achiever and a go-getter. She's always like right on it, right? No, if she's not confident she can do it right, Mm -hmm. she'll procrastinate it. Got it. Endlessly (laughs) until she feels that confidence. (laughs) Right. Sometimes for her, it's just procrastinating, Mm -hmm. just putting it off. I think the reason it is so important to have this even fun conversation, like when you're coaching someone or yourself or your spouse, whatever, is I do think now that I know that, like when someone asks me that, I do now I'm able to like recognize it. And that's yeah. the whole point is like when I feel those physical, like I got to, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, Sunday, you're actually delaying what really was your focus, uh, right? So I think yeah. it's important to just know what's your go-to. I think so much of coaching and personal professional development is about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it sounds, it's hard to measure, mm-hmm. but you just know it. The more aware you become, the better you can navigate situations, sure. manage yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. Help others. Mm-hmm. So so I think what we really want to get at today is why is it that we can go sometimes week after week without really any movement forward on the mm-hmm. things that matter most? Like why is that? Because often we do know the most important things or what we mm-hmm. want to accomplish. Right. And we can go so long without actually making progress on yeah. them. So the first thing is to understand what you do, mm-hmm. right? And then another question for yourself is why? Why do you keep delaying? Why do you keep delaying? So you and I talked a little bit about this just from our own client responses. Some people just put too much pressure. Like it's just uh, there's so much pressure. So therefore, that's the why. That's why they don't get started. Yeah. Pressure in what sense? Like what are the... It depends. I think it's a little bit more closer aligned to uh, it's too much pressure. Like people are, it's done, done, done. It's too big. It's become bigger in our head than it was ever supposed to be. Or maybe with your wife, perfectionism, that like too much pressure to get it perfect. Yeah. Or I can remember in a job where we had to create a lot of PowerPoint decks and presentations. It felt like a lot of pressure because there's going to be this audience. They're going to be analyzing Mm -hmm. and critiquing Mm -hmm. every slide and every word. And so... You could pour endlessly over it or procrastinate it because 
how am I ever going to get it good enough Mm -hmm. that it will present Mm -hmm. successfully to this audience who all have different opinions (laughs) and preferences, by the way, of how you present. Yeah. So in digging deeper with the why, I always like to call them our barriers. So like, let's just call it that, like what blocks us. So Mm -hmm. um, another one I've heard from clients uh, is that we have too many, we have too many ideas. So I actually don't know where to start or I get stuck because every idea seems amazing. Right. They're all equal in my mind. Yeah. And this whole episode today is a frequent topic with business owner, entrepreneur mm-hmm. clients. And that is a huge one for them mm-hmm. because you start, you had an idea before and you start executing on it. Mm-hmm. And two days into it, you have a new idea and you pursue <laughs> that one. And if you play that whole story out, you actually never get to see the results of any of them. Nope. Which I think is why so many entrepreneurs and new businesses never, never progress and grow and get stable because mm-hmm. they're not they're not committing enough time to any of those ideas to actually see if it works mm-hmm. and get and get feedback and adjust. Right. Uh, what are some other whys? Why I get so stuck is sometimes I'm just uh, I don't even know. I just don't even know what's the priority. <laughs> I'm just going to call it that. Yeah. I also think the one that you called out as to like what you do is also a why overthinking and spinning. So I the why I do it is because I overthink everything. So therefore, again, that spins me in a non-productive zone. Yeah, and let's just be honest: the world we live in now, most of us have to-do lists that are way longer than we can ever accomplish. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So and so there's just so many things Mm -hmm. competing for your attention. Mm -hmm. And this is why we want to provide some steps here for how do you do this well on a consistent basis, a bit of a framework that Mm -hmm. you can rely on over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because think about it. We've just talked about what, what do people do? Then we talk about why, but do you hate it when you read a book and you're like, thank you so much for telling me that I feel that way. Now, (laughs) what do I do about it? Give me some how, please. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm, yeah, so many books are like that. So I'd love to hear from you, especially because we have so many business owners that listen out there too. Like, so what do I do about it? Well, the number one thing is I think all the books, all the podcasts that are, you know, stacked up in your queue that you're quote unquote supposed to listen to and feeling guilty about right now, (laughs) they often have these hacks and it's like, oh, here's this productivity hack. Here's this tip or this trick. And a lot of times they're really good tips or tricks and they do work, Mm -hmm. but they don't sustain over time because they rely on you having enough willpower in the moment or enough kind Mm -hmm. of like energy to do it. And so I think instead of trying to rely on, okay, I can control myself all the time, which I know isn't true. I'm an emotional being. I have ups and downs and schedule changes and all kinds of stuff that's unplanned in my life. Right. Is to have a system that's kind of simple and repeatable. Mm -hmm. So not just like relying on hacks, but relying on a a repeatable system Mm -hmm. that works. And that's simple. That's not overly complicated. There's somebody we had on the podcast before. He's a, a best-selling author, a Stanford professor named Nir Eyal. And he said, to-do lists are actually terrible for your productivity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I love that quote. And he was explaining, he talked more about that. But he's saying, to-do lists are terrible for your productivity because you just look at them and everything is equal. And it's like overwhelming. And I just, I guess I'm going to go do it. <laughs> and so I think he was hitting at the heart of the system I want to share here, which is not having a long to-do list where everything competes, but trying to identify the one most important thing. Mm -hmm. And again, this isn't a new idea. This isn't our idea. A lot of this actually comes out of the book called The One Thing. Mm -hmm. And we had them on our podcast 
before as well. Um, if you're listening and want to scroll back and find that episode, but, but really identifying what's the biggest thing that's going to move me towards my goals. That's going to move us toward our vision. That's going to move the needle and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And how can I separate that out from the whole to-do list and really try to put some focused energy toward Mm -hmm. it? I I love this. So, I mean, we live this in our own company, so I'm going to call it out and say that I love it because I never feel like a failure at the end of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually explain why. Yeah. Why? I did many things. I did more than the one thing, but because I did the one thing that I called out to the team, I just feel, I feel encouraged to keep moving forward because I got the one thing done. So I, so it's like, I think what happens is we start to feel like failures every week because we didn't do it again. We didn't do it again. (laughs) Call it the one thing, get it done. And you're like, oh my gosh, now I can move on to the next. Yeah, it is kind of freeing when you say, okay, this is the only thing that has to get done. Everything yeah. else is icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a baseline kind of prerequisite here that we're not mentioning, which is, well, I'm assuming that you are a motivated person and that you're going to be productive and you're going to get those other things done. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you're not just doing one thing and then stopping. Right. <laughs> but, but with that assumption there, I think, okay, here's the framework. Once a week, whether it's just by yourself or with your team or as a company, with a friend or a family member, once a week, have a time on the calendar where you are going to kind of plan your next week. Mm -hmm. And this is the basis. So if everything else on your calendar gets lost or confused, just make sure you have one block that always stays there. And that's kind of your weekly planning time. And I find this step to be also freeing because... I know that that one block is the most important thing, the only thing I need to care about. As long as that happens, everything else will kind of take care Mm -hmm. of itself because that's the time where I'm going to plan all those other things. Right. So instead of giving equal weight to all the things on your calendar, Mm -hmm. try to really place the majority of your attention on this one block of time, whether that's 30 minutes or 90 minutes, whatever is needed to plan out the following week. That's Mm -hmm. If all else fails, keep that block. Mm-hmm. And if it has to move, move it, but don't get rid of it. Right. So mm-hmm. you have this one block in your calendar, and that's the time where you kind of look at what are my goals and priorities and pick that one thing. Mm-hmm. Pick just one thing for the following week that if all else fails, this one thing has mm-hmm. to get done. Mm-hmm. If everything else blows up and plans change, this is the one thing that has to happen. I think I heard it put by a leadership teacher named Andy Stanley. He's just one of my favorites. And he said, What's the one thing that would change everything? Mm, that's really good. Right? So as business owners, you want to think mm-hmm. about infrastructure, revenue, um, you know, for individuals, like it, there might be a different set of criteria, but what's the one thing that's actually going to move the needle for all the other things? Not just like, well, I really want to get that email sent out. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might be good, but what's, I think your one thing should be something bigger that kind of has a broader impact or kind of moves you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. It's not just a task that feels like it's lingering and you need to get it done. Right. Okay, so I really kind of heard two things so far. Your two things were, one is pick the one thing, but number two was pick a time on your calendar in which to plan prior to that week to pick the one thing. Correct? Right. And that combination there is mm-hmm. kind of the basis for everything else. Right. So when we were working with business owners, we talk about a lot of other pieces of this puzzle that make it a complete system. But I think just those two, if, if you only just do those two, you're already way ahead of the pack. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three is, again, kind of icing on the cake. If you've done those first two things, you've kind of 
blocked off the time to plan your week and, and picked your one thing. Now, this is the step that'll take it to a whole nother level. I want you to pick a time at the beginning of your next week. So for me, my work week kind of starts on a Monday morning. So I block time on my calendar Monday morning specifically to work on that one thing. And now I realize some people are already like, yeah, but I don't have that much control over my schedule. I get it. But as to the best of your ability, try to block out time early in your work week Mm -hmm. to tackle that one thing. And the beauty is now you are kind of starting the week winning, Mm -hmm. you know, after after Monday morning, in my example, I'm already feeling like, man, my week's like a win already. Yeah. But it also frees me up then to react to all that urgent stuff that will come in throughout the rest of the day and the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. I agree. That one's really helped me so much too. The other one that I've heard is that sometimes people just need to do it first thing in the morning. So even if it's not Monday and they have meetings, it's like start your day with the the thing, you know, get it done every single morning, whatever Uh that thing is too. Yeah, because you hear creatives and writers, people who need really like deep thinking time, mm-hmm. they have to do this. It's the only way they can accomplish their work because mm-hmm. you can't write a book or a chapter or write a song in the 20 minute gap between meetings <laughs> no. on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen that way. No. So why don't we adopt some of that same mindset mm-hmm. as professionals and say, I'm going to put the most important things first. Mm-hmm. Like that just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good point that sometimes it's just first thing in the morning or for some people late at night is kind of an uninterrupted time Mm -hmm. when they could do it. The point is intentionally plan when you're going to tackle that thing before everything else starts hitting you. Yeah, I love that. Now, okay, you're you're far off to the races now. You're way ahead of the pack at this point if you've done those three things. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we hear, okay, but that that one thing Steve, you told me to pick a really big thing. So it feels too big. Like I can't get it done. I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Gets back to the stories at the beginning we shared about procrastination. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we can do, and Sunday, I know you do this and teach this to others as well, is take that bigger thing and try to break it into smaller chunks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, like, how do you think about that? I think that works so well for me specifically because sometimes the one thing is too long. So an eight hour block is just going to like, I just don't ever want to start the eight hour block because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ah, sorry, I'm feeling sad and discouraged about that. So I've coached a lot of people. So I'll just use the example of resume writing if they're really overwhelmed and hate it that they block a time every maybe Tuesday morning for an hour to just work on their resume. So it's like it's smaller chunks and they're not feeling overwhelmed. And then I'm like, hey, by the way, if you get inspired and want to do two hours, (laughs) (laughs) you are welcome to it. But just knowing they have the permission to do the only one hour a week somehow gets it done. That is a good idea. And you could even take each of those blocks and make it separate items on your to-do list. Mm -hmm. Because then you get that beneficial... uh, kind of hit in the brain of checking each one off yeah instead of well i have five different blocks mm-hmm. and i only got a portion of it done you don't feel mm-hmm. the benefit of checking something off the mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. people have even done it in a room think about it sometimes we can't remodel a room in one day so we do need to sometimes break them down into smaller pieces start with the closet you get it so it's it's overwhelming no one's going to tackle a whole room sometimes because they're overwhelmed by the room right but if they break it down, they're able to maybe feel a little bit more like it's realistic. Yeah. If you are thinking about this in the context of a team, sometimes what can be hard is many people have influence over your calendar. Mm -hmm. And so you really have almost no ability to block out that time. One thing you could propose to your team, and I've, I've 
done this before is just kind of bring up the idea. Most of the time, everyone will love the idea of, hey, what if we all had a block of time to focus on the things that matter most Mm. and then coordinate that time? Mm -hmm. And so a team might say, hey, every Monday from 2 to 4 p.m. is a no meeting zone. Mm, It's like, you know, it's it's a deep work block. We're (laughs) all doing that. You can go wherever you want. You can do it. But then it, it helps to free up your calendar from other people putting stuff in that block yep. of time. And, you know, there might be people outside your team who put stuff on there, but still it's really going to help. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can help each other block and tackle and kind of like protect that time mm-hmm. together. I really love that you called that one out. And I think it's important for people to hear that sometimes people will let people take that time away from them because they're like, oh, well, it wasn't an official meeting. Well, guess what? You need to make the meeting with yourself be as big as meeting the president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whatever. They need to just, it needs to be big and important so that no one else takes that time because I think people, the, they're not good to themselves and they give it away. I, I'm so glad you called it out. I, when we've helped people do this before, they it's like this heartburn of, oh, but I don't want to, I'm kind of a people pleaser. I just want to be a good citizen. I don't want to be rude and say no to people right and i would just dare you to try it like usually when people take the step and try to protect that time and say no to other stuff Mm -hmm. they actually find it it works better than you think you do have more ownership Mm -hmm. of your calendar than you really think you do and more energy sometimes too because i really needed that time yeah so it makes the rest of the tasks that i have to do actually be more productive whereas if i always give it away i find myself drained and dead yeah all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually one of those it's hard to help others at your best till you've helped yourself absolutely and that actually gets into the fourth point which this is really a coaching thing this is probably the point that's hard to do on your own but it's kind of fireproofing that time for your specific personality i love that so what you're mentioning right there is the type of person who needs some thinking or planning time first to themselves. They Mm -hmm. maybe need some introvert time before they can extrovert. Mm -hmm. And so for them, yes, you probably need to block that time before everyone starts knocking on your door. Mm -hmm. But other personalities experience it differently. Some people really need another human to talk to to make that time productive. Some people really need physical movement. And Mm -hmm. so like they actually have to plan in how they can you know, have a walk or a treadmill or something involved in that time, right? And there's Mm -hmm. all these nuances to like designing it for your personality so that you can kind of be most likely to be successful in that time. Yeah. So that's a comparison thing. Make sure that what works for you, don't assume that it will work for me. That's a big thing. But I do think it's important to talk about it because we might have people listening that don't actually have a clue right. <laughs> what it is. So you got to talk about it. You have to talk about that particular piece when we feel the most productive. I just have to say that, you know, one thing that really works for me on my calendar is um, I don't do good with like white space on my calendar. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I know there are some things that are very specific. So for my personality, if you put an appointment on there, I'm going to love it because right. I have a client coming in the door at 11. Right. But it's the other stuff. It's the in between where I have to be creative or write or think about a podcast or, Guess what? If it's just blank for me, I'm like, oh my gosh. But I love that I have other people hold me accountable and add things to my calendar, like right at this time. Or I add it myself. And if I see it on my calendar, it's like an appointment to say. So that's my personality. That's such a good example, right? It's custom tailored to how you're wired. Mm -hmm. Other people, that might not. Nope, they might not need it at all. Right. My favorite example was a business owner client. And we were actually working on this exact idea of getting a weekly planning 
in place Mm -hmm. for his business. And we looked at his personality type. We actually looked at three different, um, three different assessments, right? You've got, Mm -hmm. I think we looked at Myers Briggs, (laughs) Enneagram and, and strength finders Okay, (laughs) and realized, Oh, you are a maximum people pleaser. Mm. but you self-sabotage all the time. So he would have the planning block on his calendar and not do it. Okay. Even though it was planned in there. Mm. But if there was another person involved in that meeting, he wouldn't miss it for the world because Mm. he didn't want to disappoint them. Okay. And so we just started brainstorming. What if another person was part of that meeting? Mm -hmm. And we actually tried it out where I was that person for a while. Mm -hmm. And so he knew he had to show up at 10 o'clock because I was going to be there waiting for him Mm -hmm. and he never missed a beat. Yeah, because he didn't want to let you down. Didn't want to let me down, right? right? But that was custom tailored for him. Yep. So this kind of takes some coaching sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the additional icing on the cake that really Mm -hmm. makes it work, not just once, but over time. Yeah. Well, I love that you gave some actual like how-tos for people to start with and to try things out so that they don't sit in the land of this is why I feel this way and this is what I do, but like moving into the action place. So what's the bottom line here? <laughs> I think that's it. I think it's, you just got to do it. You just got to do you it. You just got to go do it. Mm-hmm. And at some point you got to make the decision of, all right, I'm going to start deciding what that one thing is mm-hmm. each week or each day. You know, I think a week is the best kind of increment of time mm-hmm. and just do it. Mm-hmm. You really have to turn off your email, turn off the notifications and just start doing it. But then you start feeling the reward of it working mm-hmm. and you want to do it more yeah, and more. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Feels good. I agree. Do you want more great content like this, but 24-7? Check out our membership, The Greenhouse Method. It's an online course with built-in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's .co, or the link in the show notes to learn more.